T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You can listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. <laughs> I disagree with you, Mr. Snipes. I hear him. I got giant ears. Yes, Helping us do. break down a whole lot of stuff. Few people can answer as many questions as thoughtfully as our friend, Mr. Barry Sferluga from the Washington Post. Barry joins us via the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. Check them out, BetQL.com. Barry, I think, just got back from Florida where he was checking out the Nats. Barry, what up, man? How you doing? Good, guys. How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, we are doing well. How, for you, a, a an ardent, I would say, college hoops fan, analyst, insightful dude that also understands the power of the NFL, how do you kind of divide your time this week? So... I know for sure that I leave Wednesday for Birmingham to follow the Terps. Oh, nice. Playing West Virginia on Thursday and then maybe being lucky enough to face the number one overall seed in Alabama in Birmingham. Not a tall task at all, <laughs> uh, which would be Saturday. So, you know, that's that's on the calendar regardless of what happens this, this week uh, commanders-wise. But, uh, you know, your friend and mine, Dan Steinberg, messaged me this morning. He is my – editor and he I had said this is what I uh, have coming up and he said um, yeah you might want to factor in if um, free agency goes crazy um, you're going to get a call on that too so um, (laughs) kind of playing a a game of twister you know putting my left hand on the blue dot and right foot on the yellow dot and making sure we have everything covered yeah I mean that's just kind of the way the week is I mean I think you know between Brian and I, we tend to lean pretty football heavy. We haven't even talked brackets yet today. Nope. Um, a lot of that is Deron Payne. There was a lot to react to there. Uh, Oscars. I, we, we did a whole Oscars, <laughs> Oscars segment. That's really our wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> we couldn't even name any of the movies. But uh, what do you think of the Payne deal? And then I, I do want to get to some brackets and some gnats with you. But what do you make of the Payne deal? So, I mean, I think if you're – if you're asking the team to keep its top performers, then, then, you know, who were their top performers last year? They were John Allen and, and Deron Payne and then get in line beyond, beyond that. I mean, I think you guys, I'm certain have touched on this aspect of it, but my mind immediately goes to, all right, they've locked up Allen and Payne interior. Um, this potentially means that maybe they're, there isn't enough to go around for, for Chase Young. And, and honestly, like, if that's the case, that's fine. Because um, what you have, I'm not saying anything about the year Chase is going to have or, or how good he could be. 
you know the other two guys have produced and have produced in a in a way that's not just for themselves. They make that group um, the strength of the team and a really really disruptive force. Um, and and the first thing that any opponent has to talk about is is essentially those those two guys. So that's who you pay not not just because of what they've done, but because they're in the prime. They're going to do that going forward. And and with Chase, it's still. Um, you know, can he do it? Can he do it over 16 uh, games? The other guys, you, you know, they can because they already have. Certainly. And mm-hmm. I think I, I think it might be too premature to know what happens with Chase. I mean, say he comes back this year and has a monster year. I bet they figure something out. Sweat is is right there, too. I They've already picked up Sweat's fifth-year option. I may be on an island with this. I think you go ahead and pick up Chase Young's fifth-year option as well just because the – the potential is still so damn high. Um, I know that Brian will point out that uh, a favorite Coach Thompson quote was "potential will get you fired." Get you fired. But I, um, I don't know. I, I think the pain deal in a vacuum makes a ton of sense, and I think the pain deal looking at the entire roster makes sense. It, by the by, the well, end of the week, he he he's not going to be the second highest paid D lineman. And I mean, you talk about the entire roster. Um, you know, this is if you're talking about picking up. Chase Young's fifth-year option, they've already picked up sweats. You know, there's more money, more money, more money. Um, and they're going to have to do something with the offensive line, obviously, linebacker, et cetera, et cetera. The, the entire thing is possible because they're probably going to be having a, a, a quarterback room that is among the lowest paid in, in the sport. Um, it, it, it shows how much roster flexibility you have if you're not paying your quarterback anywhere near top dollar. And even if they bring back Heineke on a free agent deal or whoever they bring in as a backup or co-number one or compete, you know, competitor for the top spot in training camp, it's not going to be $20 million. Um, that gives you just no. so much flexibility around the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. Totally. And even for, uh, even for, the skill positions, having Dotson on the rookie deal. I mean, Samuel and Terry are getting paid, but Samuel's deal expires after this year. You want, I am curious if we're going to see some restructures or some movement in the releases between now and Wednesday. I, I guess they're probably working the phones pretty fast and furious over there. Um, what? Who do you think is the right co- – well, let's start here. Do you buy that this is Howell's job to lose going into the year? And if you do – who Who's the right him? guy to pair him with? So I think I'm I'm in the minority here. Like I I think Heineke is is the right person because I think while we've been through you know he's not a starter he's not a starter he's not a starter if he's if he's a backup is he not one of the top five to seven backups in, in the league I just have a hard time believing believing he's not and and I think it's the right. The reason I think it's the right fit is because, and maybe this is the part I'm, I'm misreading, like because we know who he is, if Sam Howell gets off to a, a slow start because, you know, he's only thrown 19 passes in his career and there's going to be bumps along the way, I, I don't feel like the fan base would be clamoring for you got to start Heineke, you got to start Heineke. Again, maybe I'm misreading that and, and I could be wrong. I feel like from a, a coaching perspective, they they know that if they think that Howell has more ability and just needs more experience, and he does have more ability in terms of running and in terms of arm strength, then then bringing in the keeping the known commodity who would be a top shelf backup 
back up, but would not be a, hey, I've started in the league for six or seven years and I can do this and, and um, I'm going to be a person that the, the fan base is going to be clamoring for at the first sign of distress for Howell. That, to me, that's, that's a good fit. I also understand why you might argue Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's exactly the opposite of what you want. Yeah, I think the fan base—he may not think that way, but the fan base will clamor for how. For I me, mean, for Heineke, the first time something goes wrong, and that, that's the reason I feel you got to move on from it. You may be right, Brian. I, I just feel like I feel like we've spent the last two years kind of discussing Heineke's physical limitations that get exposed over sixteen. 16 games and, and he's such a good locker room person. I, again, I'm not going to like go to the mat and die on this hill that they have to bring back Taylor Heineke. If, if I'm asked the question, I'm, I'm saying that that's, that's my choice because I think that the combination of fit in the room um, ability level and not coming in thinking um, I have to beat out this dude. I, that's, that's my mild argument mm-hmm. for that. You know what I find interesting with the Heineke stuff? And who knows, because this was just his former college coach. But last week, some comments emerged from his former college coach at, at ODU about Heineke not being that thrilled with how the end of the season shook out. And uh, I wonder how real that I'm is. I'm kind of happy he wasn't thrilled with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be. But, like, how – I wonder what the Week 17 benching – meant to Heineke and, and what he wants to do going forward. And maybe we'll find out by the end of the week. I think I think the aisle of quarterback they're shopping in, you got a little bit more time. I don't think you have to wait till the end of the week. But Jared Stidham did just sign with the Broncos. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts happening right mm-hmm. now. I, I do yeah, want to sw- – Go ahead. They, they got to find that person, whoever it is. But I do think they're trying to thread a needle. If, if they – all indications are they want Howell to win the job in camp, that he has to, to kind of screw up to, for them to say, whoa, 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 we've got a pretty good roster here. Um, we can't hand this kid the job. He's not picking it up at the, at the rate that we need him to. I, I think they're trying to thread a needle with a backup that's capable of stepping in if things go awry but isn't such a threat to a kid who was a fifth-round pick and has only thrown 19 passes in his career. That, that's right. all I'm saying. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm with you there. Talking with our friend Barry Sverluga, columnist for the Washington Post. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Barry Sverluga, S-V-R-L-U-G-A. Do need to talk a little bit uh, college hoops here. Obviously, the NCAA tournament is upon us. I guess the the first four games are tomorrow night um, with the real action starting Thursday. Of all games, Maryland is the first game of the first round. Mm. So the whole country is going to be watching the Terps at least for 20 minutes or whatever. Um what do you make of Maryland's draw, of their chances? Let, let's start with WVU because an 8-9 is a true coin flip. West Virginia is actually favorite, favorited in this game. Playing Alabama in Alabama in the next round just seems impossible. But let it be hella nice to win the first-round matchup. Yeah, I think that, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was really, really high on, on Maryland. They, they thumped Purdue at home. They got themselves in position where – if they just won one of the final two regular season games at Ohio State, which was really, really down, and, and at Penn State, um, you know, they, they could have gotten the number two seed in the Big Ten tournament. That would be an amazing accomplishment in Kevin Willard's first year. They would have had a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. I felt like there was a lot of momentum. They lost both of those games. They then went one and one in the, in the Big Ten tourney, and they kind of, you know, they slid back and earned their 8-9 their position, a coin toss game, like you said, against – 
a team from a, a conference that is was way way better than the Big Ten top to bottom um, in the in the Big Twelve. Um, so I do feel like, and JP, you could speak to this because you you count yourself a, a, among the Maryland fan base, but I feel like there is a lot of confidence and momentum in the Kevin Willard regime more than I thought there would be at the end of his first season, just because of his style. Um, They want to play faster. They want to, they want to press a little bit like Gary used to do. And he's got this kind of East coast underdog chip on his shoulder (laughs) kind of thing. He's got a little Gary in him. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little, you know, you don't want everything to come back to Gary, but at Maryland, everything kind of comes back to Gary. So um, I feel like, they're not going to get blown out against West Virginia. They are basically competitive every time they take the floor. Um, they have a really good recruiting class next year. Um, they have, you know, kind of maxed out or close to maxed out other than not being able to win on the road, a, a roster that Willard and his staff assembled in about six weeks time right. and made it a very appealing product. Um, you'll remember that in, in 2000. 19 um mark turgeon's last uh last ncaa tournament team in in college park they won a first round game uh against somebody and then just absolutely had their doors blown off by alabama alabama that was kind of on the rise under nato it's hadn't established itself under nato and i remember sitting there that night thinking (laughs) yeah thinking this is not what Maryland is supposed to be. Maryland is supposed to be delivering these kinds of things, not on the receiving end of them. So if they get to that Alabama game and Alabama is, is now is different than it was then, um, and they can be competitive and, and they put up a fight in Birmingham, then, then I just don't think, I think there's a lot of reasons to believe that whatever happens this reason, this weekend, um, Terp Nation is going to be kind of feeling positive about, Kevin Willard going forward in a way that I, I'm not sure I expected they would um, at the beginning of the year. Which we always look at the number ones. Which number one you think has the toughest route to get to the final? Man, I haven't dissected it, but I was surprised that that um, I was surprised that Kansas uh, was a number one seed to begin with, and I, I also think Brian that in a way I think Purdue is is the most fraudulent. Um, they're just they don't have the guards. They have the great yeah, they have the great seven four Zach Eady and and that makes a, a big difference. Um but they they damn near gave away that big twelve ten championship um game yesterday after being up whatever it was, sixteen to, to Penn State. Um they don't have awesome guard play. They have to hit their threes. And and if I'm gonna paint with a broad brush, I think you know, they struggled to win what I think top to bottom is a pretty mediocre Big Ten. Now, they won it comfortably um, in terms of the regular season. They won it by a few games. But I, I don't feel like – I think the SEC tested its teams. I think the Big 12 tested its teams. I don't think that the Big Ten was the, the test um, and, and, you know, kind of the just beginning-to-end test that you would think it normally is. And so I guess if I'm going to answer your question, I, th- I think Purdue, maybe not the toughest road, but but might be the one seed that is most vulnerable. To okay. me. Well, and looking at that bracket, dude, I think Memphis has athletes all over the place. They can get going. And they're going to have them coached up. 
I think, dude, I think the winner of the Memphis FAU, Florida Atlantic, they might be called a mid-major. They're good. Like, just that second-round game for Purdue, I think, is going to be hard as hell. Correct. Barry, you know I don't like saying it. The Dukies are hot at the right time. They can play them in the Sweet 16, and that's not even counting the Volunteers who are pretty good. You got Kentucky in that bracket. I've watched Marquette-UConn, the Big East title game, Saturday night. Both those teams are good, dude. Well-coached, good teams. Marquette as the two-seed is 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 a very legitimate Final Four threat. Purdue's going to take some serious shots in that bracket. I think so, too. And, I, you know, I was surprised, not that there's any difference between being a four-seed and a five-seed, but UVA got a four-seed after losing to Duke in the in the um, ACC title game. Uh, Duke gets the five. No, no big deal because you're going to play the same caliber opponent. You, you have to face that one seed going going through in the Sweet 16 round. Um, but you're right; that one's kind of you know that bracket is is fairly stacked. Tennessee is is hurt at point guard. That that they, that might make them um, a little bit vulnerable. Um, yeah, they're playing but, against a raging know, Cajun. They're going to be vulnerable right there. There you go. Right, exactly, <laughs> Brian. They, they woke up vulnerable uh, when they saw that draw. Oh it, man. It, it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait for it. You got anything, uh, a, any sleepers, anybody you like unexpectedly, maybe? Man, I, I wish I had the bracket in front of me. I would, I, I'd have to pick it uh, for Kornheiser on Wednesday. And I usually wait until um, the, the night, the night before. I do think there are some um, seven, I- 10 games that are like, I, I, I think that, um, UConn, Iona game is really interesting. Yeah, with Patino, um, with Rick Patino, and and going up against Danny Hurley in you know kind of a a tri-state brawl type of type of sure, situation. Sure. Um, and and people are going to be asking Patino not about his Iona team, but what's his next move? Like, is is he really in the mix for St. John's? Would Georgetown um, reach out? Does he have one more run at a major program, um, or is is Iona his last? I, I'm really super intrigued by by that one. Not not as much for the game, but for those storylines. Um, you were in Palm Beach. It'd be unfair if we don't ask you a single Nats question. Uh, the expectations for this year are incredibly slim. I did get to have a conversation with Trevor Williams, who is presumably the number two starter in that rotation. What are the chances the Nats outperform the very low expectations? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, I think you have to look at this season almost in like parallel universes, like what's going on at the major league level, which is going to be very, very difficult. Now, I I think there's a way for a Trevor Williams to become the third or fourth starter in that rotation. If um, Mackenzie Gore and Cade Cavalli, um, the two young pitchers that they're really relying on step forward and Josiah Gray um, continues to develop, that would be a perfect way for this thing to play out that those starters those three young starters make about 80 starts between them and all show um, potential and progress and production at the big league level that's a way that they could outperform and then just the vibe down there you know they locked up Kbert Ruiz their their catcher um, for eight years that you feel like you have a building block there that that's something you're not going to have to worry about um, going forward The, the vibe was way more positive than I expected it to be. And that wasn't because of anything, any expectations around the big league club. It's like you walk out there and you see some of these prospects that the 20 year old 
James Wood, who's six seven and looks exactly like an NBA small forward, and you see Elijah Green, um, the first round pick from last year, who's the son of a former NFL tight end. And if if you put him in front of me and said that's an NFL starting safety, I would say, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. That's the kind mm. of body he has. You start to see some of that athleticism, the young potential that they have, and you get the you start to understand why their development people are have their you know chests out and their eyes open in a way that they haven't for several years because there are some pieces on the way. Right. I love to love to see them spending some money. Uh, wish they had done it with some of their other young stars, but yeah, go whatever, now. man. Gotta start whatever. over, Jay. Um, Barry, thank you for the time, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. That's our guy, Barry Sverluga. Give him a follow at Barry Sverluga. Also, we talked a lot of NCAA tournament there. Come join B. Mitch and Finley, me and B, and Grant and Danny. On Thursday and Friday, we're all going to be broadcasting live from Tap Tap. Sports Bar at MGM National Harbor. Watch all the college hoops action. Catch all of the tournament games on 70 flat screen TVs with an all-star roster of food and drinks at Tap Sports Bar. We're even going to find Mike Beasley. And JP gets to pay for those beers he's been offering y'all. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Significant news. Significant news. Eagles, Niners, Commanders, we got stuff for you. Do not go anywhere. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.